Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Chittletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today is Atlanta-based Steve Paskoff. Steve is president and CEO of Eli, and today we're going to be talking about compliance training and specifically some of its shortcomings. Steve, first, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. My pleasure, Adam, and I'm glad to be here. Happy to have you. So let's get right into it. Um, where do you think current compliance training falls short? Overall, Adam, compliance training should be about culture of compliance and activating organizational values. Too often, it is about communicating information, but that is the easy part. The whole compliance formula is let's prevent problems, detect problems, and correct them. And all of those require cultural standards of behavior that are generally not addressed in today's compliance training, which focuses on information more than the other things that I mentioned. So given all that, how do we ensure that, you know, the training is effective, that what people learn is retained and applied? Well, retaining an application are both important, but the real issue is what you just said, applying and doing it. To do that, you've got to be really clear to people, not just what the standards are, but why they are important to the organization, yes, but also to them and their teams. Compliance should be linked to other initiatives that help provide a better, safer, more effective organization. Second, you not only have to make it matter to participants, to them, not just to the organization or someone else, but it needs to be explained simply. Even complex legal terms, figure out which the most are the most important, most complex, and for other things you want people, if they're not sure, to recognize risks, speak up and get help, and then there has to be action taken. That's cultural. So the two issues that I talked about, you've got to make it matter. You've got to make it simple. The core behaviors of speaking up, avoiding the grotesque problems that are typically known and just violated anyway, and then fixing problems are critical. And this has got to be something that's carried back on the job, not a once a year session, no matter how intense no matter how amusing or entertaining, it has got to be applied back on the job by leaders who talk about the core issues and encourage people to speak up, looking people in directly and speaking to them clearly or communicating properly. So it's understood it's coming not just from the organization, but from them as leaders. And that has to be something that is integrated into the flow of regular business. Well, and nothing says it is integrated into the flow of business and the culture than having the leaders using that language since people tend to mirror the language of their leadership. So what people, keeps people in a day-to-day -day experience from applying what they learned? Is it just that they're not hearing the lessons reiterated or is there something else going on? Well, there, there are three things. One is some people don't care. They do it because they can. They do it because it doesn't matter. They do it because it's been the way things are done. And the fact that you tell them not to do it 
to them doesn't matter. So to prevent that type of behavior surely has got to be addressed. But the other two elements are what are culturally just as important as the first one, which is detect. You can tell people to speak up, but culturally they may not believe it. They can see sometimes that people are punished or ignored and that it doesn't mean anything to them. And a recent survey that I read talked about the fact that most people, or almost half the people, I should say, don't speak up even though they see violations. They don't see it's important. They don't believe things are done. And when issues are reported, the third prong that is often forgotten, sadly, is you've got to correct. Correct means that you have to take action when you're made aware of violations. If you ignore them, if you only selectively enforce them, you're saying it really doesn't matter. It's not a core cultural standard and people will then do what they want, won't report and won't take action. Now, I will say that training can't fix all of this alone. What's absolutely critical, and as I mentioned, is to take your values, which you're typically going to say, be law abiding, follow standards, be inclusive, uh, let's respond to problems, and you've got to have five elements. I'll call them the five C's of cultural change. Number one, leaders must be committed at all levels, and they're the ones who drive it initially. That means they've got to talk about the standards in layperson's terms that are covered in compliance training. They've got to say this applies and is important. It's coming from me, not simply from compliance to be handled in a yearly session and then forgotten. They've got to talk about it back on the job. Messages from the CEO and posters and emails are important, but what leaders say and do and what employees ask and hear is critical. The content piece, everybody has it, Adam. Everybody has training and policies and systems and any organizational crisis that you'll read about, they were there, but they weren't culturally followed. One reason, there aren't consequences. If you say, well, it's a big shot or an important person, but we're gonna ignore it because they bring in a lot of revenue, you're saying there are separate standards and that diminishes credibility. And this has got to be as continuous talking about compliance issues integrated into work that leaders discuss like safety, quality, and sales with the same degree of intensity, the same degree of regularity as they do other important topics. And it should be, again, something that people understand, feel comfortable about, and realize that it's tied to core organizational values. So given all of these various elements the, of the five C's, can you give us some examples of successful approaches you've seen? Yes, and I can give you one or two and I'll do just that. Let's talk about commitment. I'll give you that core five of the five C's and I'll talk about how that worked. In an organization that has tens of thousands of people that you've heard of, the CEO, a new CEO came in and said, I have a commitment to certain behaviors that are aligned with our values that are give us a better workforce and address issues that tie to excuse me, compliance related topics. They're important to me, they're important to my team and everybody in the team is required to be able to talk about it and communicate these principles. That is a form of communication that is repeated in the flow of work. And if standards are violated, 
action is taken and it's seen as continuous. That has had from everything we've heard, everything we've learned really had an impact on recognizing issues, preventing them, that's the first step actually, and then fixing them when, they're, when they arise. Years ago, I met uh, someone who was an extraordinarily successful executive, spoke to his team, I was in the room, and he said, if you want to work with me, we're gonna be talking about what were some compliance-related topics. They are important to the business, they are important to who we are, and if you wanna work on my team, it's gotta be that you know them, communicate them, follow them, and enforce them. And said it in less legal terms than I just said, and people got it, and it was amazing. And examples like that are just like people talk about other business issues, safety, sales, innovation, customer and client satisfaction, dealing with the public and other related issues. But it should be done that way not something that is off to the side that you take once a year and then put it on the shelf, so to speak, until you have to do it next year too. Yeah, and to your point, it really needs to be part of just the ongoing dialogue and, and it shouldn't be any, in some ways, any more special than that. You know, compliance shouldn't be this, oh, it's suddenly we're gonna talk about it, but it should be part of, of what the discussions are on an ongoing basis. And to me, uh, you know, a lot of this gets back down to making the training relevant for employees and helping them understand that this isn't about meeting a training requirement, uh, but helping them to do their jobs safely and do it as just part of their work. It seems to be at once both a simple proposition, but a terribly difficult execution in practice. How do you overcome the hurdle? People can readily explain, look, if we follow these rules, we will be following applicable standards, which will mean that we will A, spot problems before they become compliance crises that hit the news that can damage or destroy our reputation or careers, including yours. Let's talk about this regularly. Let's realize that it can also help us be more effective in terms of results. And sure, we're gonna have problems or issues that we don't understand. This is complicated, but lots of things in our business are. Let us know about that so we can fix it and we will move forward. But honestly, Adam, it's gotta be talked about in the flow of work with, that means really with workplace language and it's gotta be reinforced over and over because people are naturally adverse to speaking up and in organizations, where people uh, have done things for a long time, it's gonna take a while to change it. If you don't mind, I'm gonna add one thing that I thought about in thinking about our call today. It's when we talk about compliance and oftentimes it means we've gotta change things. We've gotta get people ready to speak up. We have gotta get people to realize the stuff we can't keep doing and we've gotta fix it. Is remember this, we choose to change or change is imposed or we don't change. And that means that you've got to do more than educate. You've got to be able to convince people to choose to change. And they have to realize that this is not something that for core issues is discretionary any more than safety is and related issues like that. It's got to be part of the DNA of the organization or things won't change. Well, and the definition of change certainly is when it becomes part of the DNA. Any closing thoughts, Steve? 
Just two, Adam. One, it's not information alone that drives cultural change. There are lots of rules that we have that are out there and published and people violate them nevertheless. It is activating your organizational values, using those five C's and to make it matter, make it simple, make it stick and repeating it continuously that changes culture and builds a culture where compliance is integral, core and effective. And effective is what we want. We don't want to just have the process there. We want it to work. Well, Steve, always great catching up with you. I want to thank you for sharing these insights. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.